Welcome to the Dynasty Time Podcast. It is the week 10 recap, right as week 11 gets started, just in time. Scott here along with Dan and Logan, per usual. Hey, guys. I feel like it's also the week 9, 8, 7, and 6 recap episode. No. We, we skipped a few in there, but it's all right. We're That's disappointing. I mean, we had a lot. It's not like anything happened. During I was going to say. Like, Scott's still in first place. Paul's still bitching about his horrible team, and he's in second place. I'm still bitching about my horrible team, and I'm tied for second place. So stupid game. Brian set a lineup, so that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Craig's picking up guys as soon as people drop them, trying to take my job from me. Yeah, maybe Craig's the vulture. I think Craig, I mean... Yeah, Craig's something because he's the one who ended up with freaking Patterson and like changed him to a running back somehow. <laughs> so that was fucked up. Yeah, but he was out today. So yes, he was out today. Fuck you, Craig. Sorry, oh. I, sh- I should I should reserve my Craig anger for when he's actually good. Um, so I'll save that for maybe twenty twenty four. We'll see. Oof. We'll see if Deshaun Watson pans out for him. Can't believe he still has Deshaun Watson on his team. He's, uh, he's committed. Logan, how are you feeling? Um, good to have you on the podcast this week. You know, I'm always happy to have an opportunity to talk some um, dynasty time with the two of you. So excited to dive right into the hard hitting action of the past couple of weeks and take a look at the uh, the league that we have before us and really dig into the details of the uh, the wins and losses um, across the uh, across our two conferences. Conference one and conference two. If anyone has names, please send them along. I'm going to say we got to start talking about this now because by the end of this season, we need to have conference and division names. And then it's going to matter. Yeah, then it matters. And then it's going to be a whole thing in the offseason. And offseason is going to be fun. I would vote in the honor of Survivor Series this weekend that um, one division be the Raw division and one yeah. division be the SmackDown division. Yeah, no. No, that's not going to happen. Speaking happen. of Survivor, Craig was eliminated last week. Um, so congratulations to the teams that are left. Primetime, C-City, Dan, uh, Logan, Jutang nice. Clan, and yeah. League Camps. You're all still alive. Nice. Love it. And what are we playing for? Uh, for the survivor waiver wire money, I believe. Ooh, waiver money. I love it. I need some waiver money right now. Actually, I was going to try to trade. I was, I tried so hard to make these trades, which I should have made all of them clearly because my team, Antonio Brown, now I try to shop it into four different people, but I, I wanted to get some waiver money included because I, I, if everybody remembers, I blew all my waiver money on Damian Williams for one week of 12 points. For what it's, for what it's worth, I would have given you waiver money. I, I'm sure you would have if, that, if, yeah, we were right there on the doorstep. But hey, can we do a trade like deadline? Yeah, you know, I mean, let's thing. just talk about Logan for a second. Um, alert for the league: our first penalty for lying to the commissioner. Um, <laughs> Logan lost five or six dollars um, when I had to reverse the waiver wire money from a trade that he lied to me about with his brother. So. He said he traded $135, um, and you lost 140 when I traded it back. So, F you. Listen, 
sometimes <laughs> when you're you know faxing offer and trade details back and forth you know stuff gets lost in translation and at one point in time in the conversation there was a discussion about waiver wire money um somewhere along the way that fell out of the final deal i did not uh i will own my mistake i will um apologize for those that i may have misled along the way um but uh you know we learned from this i stand by overall what i did though um i consulted with um you know people closest to me who i trust before i made that decision and i'm you know i again i apologize but those who those who are close to me knew um what i was doing and supported it and understood so you know, I'll let everyone judge me as they wish for, for what happened. Did um, you talk to any podcast hosts? <laughs> only the, the two of you. Ones. Only the two of you. Okay. Canceled. You're fucking canceled. Get off my show. Canceled. The woke mob. <laughs> we need a we need a we need a button. Damn woke mob, you're right. We gotcha. We got where where do I see sorry, where do I see the playoff standings like today? You know what? I might need to add it to the site. Yeah, like I can't see like just... The I think I took it off because it didn't matter for so long. Yeah. Because mm. what I was wondering was, this is what we were talking about, Logan, who sold Darren Waller. I don't know who else you sold. But like Logan very well could be in the playoffs after this week. He may very well be tied for the eighth seed right now, which is nuts. So yeah, you know, I'll I'll figure that out. Don't worry okay. about it. That'd be nice. That that'd just be a nice. <laughs> I kind of forgot touch. that that was a thing we we care about. Yeah, we kind of do. We kind of care about it. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about that trade deadline. I mean, let's talk about trades in general in this league. Just crazy, right? So crazy. It might so have been awesome. a record this year. And some of them were like dumb. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Well, you know, just just saying. I'm not going to say which ones. But I mean, I I will. Well, which ones were the dumb ones? Well, most of them. Okay. But no, I mean, I I don't. I I'm the first to say, like in a league like this, it's impossible to evaluate trades. People are going to do what serves them best as they should, and someone like me thinks way too much about other people's situations that I am too afraid to pull the fucking trigger to make my team better because I might be giving Logan like somebody good. So I don't do the trade. And what happens that fucking guy fakes his vaccine card and is probably going to be out for the season. And then he won't be resigned next year with Brady. Right. So that's the other side. You might as well, you might as well sell Antonio Gibson for a six rounder when you know, that's a pretty bad trade, but I believe C city said, yeah, we needed another six rounder for a keeper. I don't know how they know that already, but uh, at least they had a you know strategy and they went with it. So I, I can't I can't criticize people too much for for pulling the trigger on deals. Also, Miles Davis was traded. Thank you. I, I was just throwing that out there. I mean, I think that they, like there's obviously this is all very new in terms of like league rules and the value of players and picks, what it actually means in a 16 team league. Like what are you actually going to be able to get in return for some of this? And, you know, there's a decent chunk of change on the line for, uh, for winning it. And so if nothing else, I, I applaud teams for going out and, and making some moves and, 
to me, it shows that people are invested, like both the buyers going for it and trying to accrue the assets that they need. And the seller is like thinking really thoughtfully about what's going to put them in the best position for next year. So, I mean, even if I look at some of those trades or in a vacuum, some of them are like, well, that doesn't, that's weird. Um, you know, who am I to, to judge? I'd much rather have a million trades going back and forth and some of them be like, well, that's weird. Then um, everyone just sitting around staring at the, you know, staring at their phones and not doing any actual negotiation to trade. So I thought it was awesome. Um, but I guess we'll see in the end what was really worth it for the people who made the moves. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think my overall takeaway is people are underestimating how bad the draft is when it comes to like the later picks and also underestimating how important like a second round pick is <laughs> in a 16 team league. So I, it's tough. I mean, I, I gave away a third um, for Kelsey. Yeah, you can say that, but... but if you, if, if I told you, Hey Scott, like no first round pick next year, but you're going to win the league this year. Right. Like you, yeah, sign me up. Right. Yeah, so you, you take, yeah, hundred percent. Which look, we had league camps went all in, obviously <laughs> he has no picks for the next two years. And he then um, lost three straight. He lost three straight. I mean, this is in classic, like, primetime, old-school fashion, go all in and lose anyway. Um, but other than him, I felt like most of the trades were very, like, thoughtful. And, like, I want to get better this year but not totally sell out for the future. I mean, there's only, there's only one trade, like, off the top that just pisses me off. It's fucking... Logan giving his brother Darren Waller for a fifth round pick. Fifth round pick is fucking nothing. And I I didn't step up and do it, but I mean, like, yeah, Logan shit. was shopping that guy for weeks. I, I'm, let, me, let me tell you guys a little bit of a story. I I'd rather not hear it, honestly. I just want to tell you, like, why did you get rid of Murray and Waller when you could make the playoffs and still win? A couple of reasons. Um, first of all. Going to tell a story. This, this story takes place trade deadline night. I'm gonna go get a snack. Um, it's it's about a 30 second story, and the conversation goes: a text message from Logan to Dan saying, "Hey Dan, have an offer for Waller for a fifth round pick, a fifth rounder plus anything or anything better than a fifth rounder, and he's yours. Are you interested?" No, okay. I already got two fucking tight ends. I can't, you know. I need something else. The same offer, the same deal was available to every single person, and no one took it. So, um, the reason why I made those moves is I did not feel that my team, given the underperformance of my wide receivers specifically, was going to win the championship. And I'm not here to make the playoffs. So um, if I can make some moves to better position myself to win a championship next year, I'll do that. I also think that I can still actually make the playoffs this year, even with the moves that I made, honestly. And so um, if nothing else, getting a chance to move into that top eight, um, all for it. So that's the plan. We'll see uh, see how it plays out overall. But um you know, time will tell on that side as well. But yeah, I'm not going to sit here and take any 
Darren Waller for a fifth slander when you and every other person in the league had ample opportunity to offer anything better. And I was very clear about what that was. So, you know. Hey, I opened my comment with saying I didn't step up and do it. I'm more just pissed that you gave up when you could have had Hertz, Murray, you know, Carter's on. He scored 105 points this year. Damian Harris is on. I think T. Higgins and Hunter Renfro are solid wide receivers with Corton and Sutton and Darren Waller. I mean, you had maybe one of the best three teams on paper. So I just I just get pissed when people give up. So I, that's that's what I feel. That's I, that, I feel like you gave up. I appreciate your candor um, as part of this conversation. I don't feel that I gave up. I feel that I I looked at some of the uh, advanced statistics about uh, the number of targets that uh, Waller was getting over the past several weeks, how front-loaded his scoring was, and how Dan Arnold, frankly, had been um, outperforming him significantly over the past few weeks. And so um, while on paper, based on names, you could absolutely say, well, Darren Waller, he's unbelievable. But as an asset that can't be kept um, into the future, um, to get an extra draft pick and a player who's been performing at his level over the past month, Felt like a move that I can make while uh, not taking myself totally out of it. But I appreciate your feedback overall. I'm always looking to get better as a fantasy football player, so <laughs> I take it to heart. That's nice. Uh, oh. Let's uh, just go around the league a little bit here. For those that, that sold, you got freelancers with two first-rounders and three third-rounders. So it's, it's a pretty good haul. Um, and then Birds of Prey has a second rounder, or sorry, two seconds, two fourths, three fifths. So he picked up a bunch of picks. Um, and then as we talked, I think before we started the pod, uh, Blue 32 came out with a first rounder next year, thanks to league camps. And then if it, finally, if we looked at league camps, oh, CR Pie's got a first rounder as well. Um but yeah, and then you look at league camps, and it's just a complete disaster. No first or second this year. No first next year. Oh, boy. That could be interesting. We really got to get that guy's payment. <laughs> yeah, we got to start that like ASAP. <laughs> um, yeah. We joke, but mm, boy. But do we? <laughs> we got to, yeah. I think it just should be a rule, not because of yes, him, but just be. in general. Like, why Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Right. It just kind of makes sense that if you're trading future assets in the league, you might as well pay him. And I know we'll never do this, but if you trade a 22 pick and a 23 pick, you should pay in for both years because Brian, like you just said, acquired a 2023 first round pick. So, you know, what would stop some person from doing that then next year trading all their other future picks and then quitting the league? It's sad why we wouldn't do that. I think you could make a rule that's just if you trade a certain pick and then in that year, you have to pay for that year. Yeah, especially at first. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit in the Slack, but some sort of scale is fine with me but yeah I, to me it's any, anything above a fourth you should just have to pay in full um but whatever or we just can't you know say you can't trade for I, I, actually what is the rule how many future years can we trade on the site i think it allows for two years ahead okay we can make it whatever we want i think 
that feels plenty. like a good. Yeah, I don't think we want to go further than that. Two is plenty, in my um, opinion. The only other trade thing I wanted to talk about was your. We haven't really talked about um, is all this conditional trading. What? 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 <laughs> I, I got very excited and started doing my own because I haven't thought about that before. Um, I this sucks for me, guys, but. For everyone else, I think this is awesome. What do you think? Who started this, Craig? Craig and uh, Elster. I mean, on principle, I think it's awesome. Like, it's it allows potentially more deals to happen that otherwise wouldn't, because you you build in hedges on either side for the people making the moves, and. For the most part, all trades are good trades in my mind. It's fun from an engagement perspective, so I love it. I do think there's a line and a limit that we need to be careful of, but I don't think we're there by any stretch. But I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's fun, um, a pain to administer. So you know, good luck, but cool overall. So I, I'm all on board. I like it. 95% chance I fuck one of these up in the I mean, offseason. You're going to make a ridiculously complicated trade with all these extra rules on it. Like, you got to keep track of yourself, too. <laughs> you know, like, you you know, that's not right. You. It's on you. Exactly. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, it's it's a first and a sixth, a first and 11th, or a second. And, I mean, it's not that it's not that bad. And I, I mean, Logan, I hear what you're saying, too. But like, I mean, again, like, I'm not being all that serious with the whole Waller thing, but like Waller went for a fifth round pick worst case scenario. Ezekiel Elliott goes for a second round pick in that trade. Like that's, you know, and that's just one example, but like, I think you'd have to get pretty far out there to make it be like just a ridiculously bad lopsided trade for the league. Um, I, I, I don't think we have, I, I don't know if we have that much risk on that, to be honest. The issue I think overall is, is actually just said the word risk. Like there should be some inherent risk to the buyer that it's not going to work for them and they are going to be in a difficult position the following year because of it. If you remove all risk from any of these trades, then um, that to me is where it isn't as fun and might cross a line a little bit. I don't think that happened here by any stretch, but there's there should always be a, while they're actually going for it versus, oh, they're, you know, just acquiring pieces. And if it doesn't work out for them, nothing bad happens anyway. Because you said yourself, Scott, like these late round picks in this league with these keepers are just pointless. They're useless. Right. And so with that in mind, what, what is you, what's the limit that we would have in terms of what's, a level of reasonableness for like these type of conditions. I don't know the answer and maybe it's not one that we need to discuss right now, but you know, I could have easily like at the deadline for Waller as the example, I could have easily said, Hey, no, you know, here's Waller for a 12th round pick. But if you win the league, it, it becomes a first. Then it's just a lottery ticket for me. Cause it doesn't really matter if I'm truly am selling, even though I wasn't um, versus uh for that person, you know, they win the league, they get the all the money and the glory. They don't really care what the first round pick them, and if they don't, doesn't hurt them any either. 
Yeah. yeah. I, think, I just think the buyer also has to be, or the seller also has to be a part of that. So for you to be willing to take that risk to lose a first, that's on you too. So that's why I'm not, I, I'm more on Dan's side of like, is this really a risk? Because I think both sides have to agree to it anyway. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I hear you on that for that. sure. I guess, I guess though, what I was going to say too is like, I'm not used to conditions based on like winning the league. Like I'm based on conditions. Like if this guy plays this many games that like, right. Like the Wentz trade in the NFL, he's, if he plays a certain percentage of snaps, the pick that the Eagles get yeah. is higher. Right. I mean, that was my Ridley trade. Yeah. So like I'm and your Cooper cup trade, I'm not super, <laughs> I'm not super in favor. Like if we were debating this in the off season, I don't know if I'd like just on the surface kind of to Logan's point, like based on how my team finishes in the league, that's not how I think about conditional trades. If I don't know if they do that in the NFL or not, like, can you, can you do a conditional trade in the NFL based on how your team finishes? I don't know the answer to that, but I know you can obviously for snap counts and for games played and that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe you can for, for how many games your team wins or how far you go. But yeah, I, I don't feel great about that to be honest, but again, I'm not, it happened. And as I'm looking at Craig's trade, I'm not like angry about it by any means. So yeah, well, I, don't know. I think it's awesome. I, I appreciate the ingenuity and the thoughtfulness. It made me think about, you know, Oh, how could I do some things? And, and clearly it spurred some of the conversation. So I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. But if we get to a point ever where true sellers are just like auctioning off lottery tickets, um, then then I'll get a little annoyed. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like we wanted to make trades in this league be a major part of the league. And the engagement has been incredible. If the league is like this every year for the next 10 years, like that's going to be fun as hell. Like who gives it? Like at that point, you're just like, you know, and more people are going to be comfortable taking those risks then. And I think the trades are going to get even more prevalent or at least big names might be traded like this, you know, more regularly. I think we'll see a correction next year when we realize, like you said, Scott, how bad the draft is. Um, but that, that again, that might actually make making trades when you have that window, when you are a team like Logan's right. on paper, maybe I shouldn't sell. Maybe I should actually go try to win because I'm right there and I could actually win. But he was too afraid to do it. So nice shot you know. taken right there. Uh, He's gonna no. totally beat me in the first round of the playoffs. Like it's gonna be the two seven matchup somehow, and he's gonna beat me in the playoffs. Like I, I am already envisioning that happening. I mean, I can't predict the future, so I have no idea if I'll make the playoffs or not. Um, I can, but uh, I hope I do. I think it'd be fun. Um, <laughs> but you know, we'll, uh, I hope so. We'll wait, we'll wait and see. Hey, I was scrolling through the trades and I saw Matt Stafford for Case Keenum was the first thing I saw. And I had to do a double take that there was a fourth rounder included with that. Cause I was like, wait a second, what, what, what the hell happened there? But okay. Case Keenum and a fourth for Matt Stafford. Yeah. It's going down the list, man. It's just hard to understand the values here. I love that Calvin Ridley got traded like four times in our league. <laughs> That's incredible. That, was that is, that is maybe the story of the deadline for me personally. Um, but you know, so, hey, it was fun. It was super fun. I don't know how to find all of them. As you look at all of them, is there who? What do you think is like 
is there one that like stands out to you as like okay this is a a great trade for so and so they really you know got something good or this is a great trade for so and so i'm trying to think back to all of them there are a couple that i'm like oh that's really smart but i'm, I'm i can't find the list anywhere but no I, th- I think i think a lot of them are to be honest i mean i think a lot of them were were good for the buyer actually i think the buyers largely won um Pretty much, I mean, Kelsey for Scott, I think, was a really smart trade. Um, you know, whoever bought Antonio Gibson for a sixth, I think that was a really smart trade. Um, there's a couple trades, actually, I thought, I mean, like your your Murray trade, Logan, I thought that was actually a good trade. Like, I again, I'm, you know, half joking, but actually pissed at you for, for like, pseudo tanking for some reason. Um, but I, I understand why you made that particular trade, because getting – a second round pick in Javante Williams, I think is a great return for Murray. Who's going to help Jew tank clan this year, but then he'll have a really hard decision on whether or not to keep him next year for a first round pick. He's also injured. And not He's also him. injured. Right. Right. So, so okay. I think there's, there's, so I'm not saying it's a bad trade for him. I think it's a good trade for him because he's going to try to win this year. Right. Um, well, it's just but, like the other trade I've made where I traded a tight end and okay. in turn got a fifth round draft pick and a tight end who's been better than him over the past two months. Like, yeah, okay. really- let's let's talk about Dan Arnold a little bit more on this podcast. Hey, give the man some respect. Look him up. He's dominating right now. Seriously, totally. that Jags yeah. that Jags offense is really lighting the world on fire. Um, Guys, hey, the trade Scott's- of the the trade of the year was the league camp screen hell thirteenth oh, round swap. God. Yeah, they you know. How many? Let's see. Was that nineteen total trades? Is that what I'm counting on here? Uh, I see twenty-two for the year. So, oh. for the record, so we started on Slack. I, I started posting the completed trades in our new history tab. There is now a trade history. If you go into history, um, that actually puts it out pretty nicely. So I would uh, recommend that, and you can also filter by team and shit. So that's a pretty pretty cool. There we go. There. Oh, I forgot um, about the beginning of the year. That was a couple of trades. Yeah, and I mean, to me, that's the story. Is we even had a lot of player for player trades. Um, yep. Before we started just buying and selling, so that that was fun. Um, and it's the only person on this podcast that's been here since the beginning. I've never seen a league. Honestly, like all sixteen teams were engaged. Or yeah. still are engaged. Like it's it's impressive. So I'm I'm pretty excited about the group we got here. I mean, this was when I joined the league, like what ten years ago now or whatever it was. Like that. Like I tried to come in. I mean, you know, Scott. Like I was, you know, just like scavenging the waiver wire and trying to like every year trade for that additional seventh or whatever it was. But it was so freaking hard to like you know just build from a mediocre spot. I feel like with this engaged group and what we've seen so far, it's just going to be so much more fun. If you're stuck at, you know, 500 or a little below and you're not doing anything either way, you're going to have plenty of opportunity to engage with multiple people, not just the people that you're related to or you know, you know? For sure. I think all but um, maybe two people made a trade. I didn't. Is that right? I didn't. I panicked. Oh, you didn't. I, no. That's That's impressive. I panicked. Um, so yeah, I think you and I'm looking at the list here. Oh, wow, I don't. 
I might be the only one. You might be. Oh, I don't think Rosser made a trade. Correct. That's the one I was looking for. He was looking. So again, yeah. like even the guy who didn't make a trade was still around. So yeah. I was Good engaged stuff. with a couple of people. I'm not going to name names, but someone fell asleep. You know, <laughs> someone was toying with me. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't know. It's fine. Let's I'm excited for the, the offseason stuff. Hey, that was the last thing I was going to say. Keeping my picks for the offseason was actually what my ultimate thought was. Because I'm like, hey, I want to have as much ammo as I can for that offseason trading period. Because I think that's going to be game changing for the league. still have no idea how to value yeah, that. Yeah, not that's a clue. Be insane. It's going to be super fun. Uh, awesome. So I will get the playoffs, but let's look at the standings quick here. Um, I mean, me and Dan, or let's go in conference one, I guess. Primetime, Jutane Clan, and Green Hell are all in good shape at seven and three and six and four. Um, really, two teams are out of it over there, uh, two and eight. And on the conference two, we got Dan and me at eight and two and seven and three. And then a lot of teams in the middle. And so there's going to be, you know, two or three spots there that are really up for grabs. That's going to be pretty interesting here. I mean, by the way, is it points four? Points four, correct. That is the first tiebreaker, correct? Yeah. It just opens the door wide open for, like I've said six times, Logan's team, C City at four and six. Like I know I said this a couple weeks ago, I probably jinxed them. Like I still feel like that team is is solid. Um, someone like that's going to sneak in. I mean, I think every year in this league, we have someone. We had thirteen regular season games. We definitely had. I think we did a six and seven team make it every so often. Um, so I think five hundred. What do we have? How many regular season games do we have this year? Fourteen now. I uh, guess fourteen. Yes, fourteen. Yeah, that would make sense. So. I don't know. I think seven and seven is definitely in play. Bobby, Logan, C City. League camps five and five. I would not be surprised if they just go off and win three in a row now. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be wide open. That whole hey, the conference two division four, even I get, you know, it that that everybody you guys were talking all this shit early in the season, how you guys were so good. Maybe if Logan didn't just trade his two best players, yeah, you guys still would good. be really good. Not but, feeling that great. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, and just so everyone knows, you have the two conference champions are the two top seeds and everyone else will fall behind based on standings. Um, yeah, that's how it works. We do have division winners, but they don't count for, for division winners all get paid though, which is great. Correct. So you want to win your division and the tiebreaker for the division is the division record, but for the playoff standings, um, doesn't matter. Got it. So first tiebreaker is not head to head; it's division record. Correct. Correct. Okay. I like things that don't rely on like one week. That kind of bugs me. If you're like, oh, that random week in week four. So what's the second tiebreaker? So, because hypothetically, you play six games in your division, right? It's division record, then points scored, then points scored. So head to head really doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, we've had this debate before. I don't. Yeah. I don't really care. I mean, it, it's fantasy Whatever. football. That's what it is. The randomness of week to week is, yeah, is, is, I guess, is what fantasy football is. But also, like, if someone has significantly higher points for, then I'm not going to be all that opposed for that being the tiebreaker. 
There you go. Uh, we didn't go over much of the the scores from the last week. I don't think we need to. What else is going on? Uh, we, like I said, we have new history on the site. We're starting it over. So check out that part of the site. It's actually pretty slick. I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped about it because it's uh, pretty smooth. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, contracts. So on the site, I will, I've updated like three of the teams, but eventually every player will have a number next to his name, which is the round that they're worth. And then any other designation, which isn't a big deal this year, but that's when it's going to get confusing. We're going to have how many years they've been kept, the exception, if they get traded, all that shit. So we'll have that next to all the player names. I just got to do it. So love it. There you go. Pretty sweet. So, yeah. Good times. Hey, we need we need a guest next week. We need to bring someone into this shit show of a conversation and just let's see who do we want to pick on Logan. I, I, that's not really what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Shut maybe we need to bring in Luke because he's won five in a row, but he's still the worst team in the league, and so it's hard to accomplish. It's impressive. In its in its miserableness, it's impressive how motivated he is just to shut you up. <laughs> it really is. I, I don't say that jokingly. He he legit, like weekly. Yeah. I mean, just such a bad team. I. Yeah, I and he sucks in the, he sucks in the fantasy basketball league too. So it's like, why is he even trying at this point? Just take some time off. Oh, how is that going? By the way, be with your family. <laughs> It's going great. I think I'm three and one. Nice, good for you. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, honestly, I don't know what my record is. Decent. I think I'm zero and four in Dan's other league. So, awesome. can one of you, after this is over, show me how to like select a game for the week? <laughs> no, I no, refuse. you can figure that out yourself. Yes. It literally just says zero points all week, and then on like Saturday or Sunday, it just like goes back and it's like here are all your points. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, you. We, hey, Scott. We knew we'd have people like this in the league. Yeah, that's that just, fine. That just you know. Fucking Logan. Didn't oh, even yeah. know there was a league. Didn't know the rules. Didn't know they had to pick games. Didn't know they didn't know they only got one game a week. Blah blah blah. But yeah, I'm good with Luke because Crazy. I want to ask Luke what it feels like to fleece his big brother in a fantasy football trade so badly, and then potentially go on and win the whole league. So. <sighs> I don't After. know what Dan Arnold did to you. Ask him that. I mean, this dude went to college at the University of Wisconsin Platteville. Hey Arnold. Remember that show? Great show. Yeah. And what and what shape was his head? Yeah, because he's a football player. Just like Dan Arnold. <laughs> Get it right. Oh, oh man. I love that Luke somehow picked up Cam Newton. That is just oh, God, bullshit. Luke. I mean, Luke God, is actually, if there was a vulture in this league. It has been Luke from day one. Like he's been on somehow he has the app working on his phone or something. Cause I never can get on quick enough. He's always picking up the guys. He's got news shooting into his veins where he just knows when shit happens. He's so plugged in. I can't even handle it. Doesn't he's, matter. His team sucks. He's a, he's a great resource for me generally in life with these sort of things. Cause I, I don't keep up. 
that as closely. I enjoy it. Obviously, I'm invested in do all that stuff, but just not to the same level as that he is. And so, like, I'll get the little nuggets of the week of, like, hey, look over here, or hey, DFS. And they're, like, usually right. So I don't know what he's got going on, but, you know, clearly he's a, he's a bit of a whisperer in that regard. So I appreciate it. So I guess he's a coach. He sees things differently than most people. So that's right. I guess he's fine. Despite what Scott says, he's a nice guy. Oh, I didn't say he wasn't a nice guy. I heard. I'm just saying I heard. His team sucks. I I, we're all trying to figure out what happened here or whatever. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention <laughs> before we sign off is, hey, we have some pretty good games this week. Uh, we've mentioned me and Dan are, are competing as conference two uh, leaders. Conference one leaders are also playing each other. Primetime versus Jutan clan. So Whoa. big week in dynasty time yeah who am i if you want to get some bets in um can we we do that like i will i will happily put the money up to like bookie this league here (laughs) uh hey you know what that's a good reminder if scott remembers logan and i did bet on a game earlier this season and uh it has not been talked about since then i don't remember you know what you're talking about i think i think we're gonna need a uh a legit uh, pit boss or whatever you want to call him. Logan, uh, if you want to, well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll listen back to the podcast and make sure you get paid. Um, <laughs> but Logan, if you want to set up the book tab account. Um, of the website, that that's fine with me. I'll set up some lines here. There you go. I distinctly remember it because we were betting on your game, Scott, and I bet on you and Logan didn't. So um, I don't know what week it was, here. but I remember some sort of wager just venmo charge me whatever yeah <laughs> no it's in my account you're gonna place some random what do you call these parlays you're gonna you're gonna sweeten one of your parlays for me um that'll undoubtedly lose that week but or that day i am gonna open up the sports book the dynasty time sports book i'll mm-hmm. have some uh some individual player props as well as some um some some lines Maybe like a total point over under. uh, Ooh, that would be fun. I wonder how much of the league, how many in the league know that Logan is a legit like degenerate, like open an account like in my name. You know what? So he can bet on more games. But yeah, that was he was more of a degenerate than me, probably. (laughs) I opened that account in your name so you could stop like in text messages be like gosh it would be so great to be able to gamble <laughs> every other human being in minnesota right now is gambling as if it matters at all so i'm like there you go no excuse it's there for you here's some bitcoins to get you started have at it bro nothing there it sits totally totally it's not ridiculous. just saving i'm just saving my bitcoins for the future haven't you heard crypto.com crypto.com arena by the way, I know people are going to miss the Staples Center. Is there anything better than an arena that can now just be called the Crypt? It's kind of amazing. Cause like, but actually awesome, isn't it? Who gives a shit? Like, why was Staples such a, like, yeah, it's, not like it's not like Staples this is cool. Terrible retailer that still exists somehow. Yeah. Like, come the, on. the only corporate naming change that is actually a travesty, and it's not even a biased thing being from Wisconsin, is Miller Park. Oh, like your stupid American family. Yeah, like you guys really got up in arms. Like you're the Brewers sponsored by Miller. It's perfect. And now, like you know, that yeah. just 
I don't blame the Brewers. American family paid more, so yeah, paid anything. Miller was like, "Now nah, we're good." Everybody so, was really freaking pissed about that, and I was very surprised how passionate people were. There was a very interesting, um, uh, like a very brief article about naming rights to Lambo, and how the discussions went when they were trying to uh, decide if they're going to sell naming rights to Lambo and do one of those like blah 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 stadium at lambo field yeah or right like that. that's what the that's what the pistons did with the palace because they didn't want to name it anything so they like they were the pistons presented by rocket mortgage or something yeah <laughs> so that they didn't name it so anyway that like just the drama behind that and the community kind of losing its shit over it and then so they ended up just like naming all the entrances after like corporations instead mm, smart but, hey happy medium win-win yeah. Hey, the only time that actually works, like to do the, you know, whatever feel that whatever is like what the Badgers are doing, right? What is it, Barry Alvarez Field at, La- at Camp Randall? Oh, I didn't even or know that. Something like that. Did they pretty do sure, that? Pretty sure they they announced that. Are you, are you guys going to Pasadena to watch the Badgers at the Rose Bowl this year? No. Thinking about it. Are you honestly? <laughs> I'm not allowed to go to ball games or any away games, really. I think they're 0 and 7 wedding I've gotten. So I'm going to have like a one day old, so I probably can't, but mm. I, mean, I can ask sure. if she'll let me. But oh, four month olds. So, oh man, I can't get I can't get my hopes up. It's just too hard. What are we ranked like 12th now somehow after being ranked stupid. like 100, 112th in the country? Stupid sports. This is so stupid. All right. This is the Dynasty Time podcast, and we're not talking about Dynasty Time. So we're going to move on and call it a day. I thank you all for joining us. It, it was nice to be back here. I missed you guys. I hadn't talked to you in so long. It's good to I missed you guys, too. Thanks for, thanks for texting me so I woke up in my daughter's bed wondering where the freak I was. Week 11 will be great. Just a few more weeks. This is the last non-division week. Enjoy it because the playoff race will be heating up in the best league ever. We'll see you next week. Love you.